The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not contain or constitute and should not be interpreted as any form of medical advice or opinion. You should always seek the advice of your healthcare provider about any questions or concerns that you may have. Welcome back to the Unfiltered Podcast. This is episode 31. In today's episode, Karina, a registered social worker and therapist, will answer these five questions from our community. 1. I know I shouldn't do this, but it hurts me so much that she has moved on with the new supply so quickly. I keep catching myself comparing myself to him, and it's just destroying my mental health. How can I stop this from happening? 2. I have decided to call the narcissist out. I know that it probably won't work, but I'm stubborn and need to see it for myself. What are some of the signs that someone has truly heard me and what are some of the signs that my message has been ignored? It probably sounds crazy, but I need to see her ignore my message for me to feel at peace with my decision to call her out one last time and go no contact. I need to feel like I at least tried. 3. What can I do to support my daughter who is in a narcissistic relationship? I don't want to do anything that creates a divide between us, but I need to keep her safe. 4. I consider myself to be an empath and I am in a narcissistic relationship. How can I deal with this overwhelming urge that I have to fix this relationship? 5. I have stopped responding to the hoovering and started moving on with my life. What should I prepare myself for? How will my ex respond? For example, do narcissists stalk their ex-partners? Also, what are some of the thoughts and feelings I should expect? I don't want to be sucker-punched with guilt and end up crawling back to him. Hi Karina, thank you for joining me today. It's nice to speak with you again. Hi, nice to see you again. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to have you here. So uh, let's get started with these questions. And the first one is, I know I shouldn't do this, but it hurts me so much that she has moved on with a new supply so quickly. I keep catching myself comparing myself to him and it is just destroying my mental health. How can I stop this from happening? Hmm. Okay. So Juliana, just like last time, when I say you, I'm going to be talking to the person asking the question, not you. (laughs) (laughs) So I know it hurts. I understand uh, that you feel hurt. You, the person asking the question, because the person has moved on. And so I'm guessing that when you catch yourself comparing yourself to the guy she's moved on with, you're noticing differences and you're wishing you were better or you had something that this person had. And you say that it's destroying your mental health. So I wonder what you're comparing. Often when we compare ourselves to others, regardless of the reason, you know, I hear you that this comparison is becoming, is coming because of hurt. So I'm guessing at least that this comparison is coming because you feel hurt, you feel rejected. Yet when we compare ourselves to others, there's a question 
about ourselves. There's a question about our self-esteem or whether we're good enough or whether we're worthy of something. So for this particular person asking the question, Juliana, and for other people out there, I would invite you and them to do a little exercise. I encourage you to look at or reflect on what are some of the qualities you appreciate about yourself? You know, when we say I'm comparing myself to someone, it's because I have a deficit or I think I have a de deficit. So that's what I'm comparing myself to. But if you're reflecting on the qualities you appreciate about yourself, your traits, your skills, your values, your beliefs that you like about yourself, you don't have a deficit anymore. You have some strengths, right? And so think about also what do others say they appreciate about you? Uh, by doing this reflection, you're moving away from comparing yourself to someone else and you're starting to appreciate yourself, what you know about yourself, not just what you think about yourself or guess about yourself, but what you know about yourself. Uh, so when I invite you to reflect about your great qualities, it's not just to say to yourself, I'm a kind person or I'm compassionate or I'm smart or I'm helpful. It's also important to tell yourself examples and stories about a time when you were kind, when you were smart, when you were helpful. So for example, if I say I'm compassionate and I'm helpful, I would then tell myself about a time those qualities showed up. So I remember for me, uh, one of my friends years ago moved and was really busy with the move. So for me, understanding her busyness, I cooked up a meal specifically for her and her family. I packed it in new containers that I bought just for her and I took it to her. So as a result, I now have evidence that I'm kind and compassionate. What I'm giving you in that example is to look for your own beautiful story about your qualities and remind yourself as often as you need to. It's okay if you repeat. It's okay if you repeat the same story, but remind yourself as often as you need to that these are the qualities that you have. This is not about comparing yourself to another person. It's not about uh, comparing yourself to your ex's supply, new supply. It's about understanding that you are 100% good enough in the moment you're in and as the person that you are. And so if you're uh, continuing to struggle with your mental health, I say it again, <laughs> I invite you to please seek support from a therapist. Or if you don't want to go to a therapist, a doctor, a support group, uh, a volunteer organization, your craft group, your hobby group, your sports team, because you do deserve to feel comfortable. You do deserve to be happy. And you do deserve to recognize that it's okay that you're moving on from that relationship. It's absolutely okay. Did I answer the question, Juliana? Yeah, yes, you did. And uh, it was a great answer. And I would like to add that like if you if we think about like narcissistic relationships uh, and here in the question this person is saying that she has moved on with the new supply so quickly which is very mm. like typical 
in these kind of relationships that the narcissistic mm-hmm. person or narcissist already either had <laughs> the new person uh, while being in this relationship or just in within weeks or even days has a new one so what i when i'm reading this question is that i like of course like if we think about negative emotions like uh, like this person is saying that they are comparing themselves and uh, and it hurts them so much that they're they're saying it hurts them so much to see how the per the uh, that she has moved on with a new supply so quickly is that if we think about I, I mean what comes to my mind from this is that this person asking to us this question because they it's hurting them so much it makes me think that they were very genuine in the relationship and maybe mm-hmm. that is kind of also a sign of your like ability to um develop deep feelings towards someone it's unfortunate like of course we can know we don't know the whole situation here but if it's a narcissistic person and it if the relationship has been emotionally and in many other ways abusive it's unfortunate that that um your deep feelings that you developed towards someone then you like uh you didn't get something like that back instead you get like abuse back invalidation back in like stuff like that so i just think that it's also this is also kind of your proof that you are able to have those kind of very beautiful feelings and it doesn't and i think you should kind of acknowledge that and honor that about yourself yeah i think that's very beautiful yeliana because you're right it is it is a gift it is something to honor that we can feel deeply and compassionately and uh that this person deserves to have that back and and so you're right if this person who asked the question did not receive validation did not receive acknowledgement did not receive love which they were giving up in this relationship and and expecting in return, then they are entitled to have that in their life. You know, I don't throw around the word entitled uh, loosely, but the person deserves to feel good about themselves, to have someone who cares for them and is compassionate and loving towards them, because you're right, they do feel those things. And so take this situation as a message that the relationship definitely wasn't right for you and that you your gift of those beautiful feelings i love those words beautiful feelings can be given to someone who does deserve that who who can be your equal partner in that i like that mm, and maybe for some time just like mm, direct those beautiful feelings towards yourself like you said yeah. that you should you should think of things uh, and like skills and stuff about yourself that you like yes. and appreciate yes nice yeah um then the next question is i have decided to call the narcissist out I know that it probably won't work, but I'm stubborn and need to see it for myself. What are some of the signs that someone has truly hurt me? And what are some of the signs that my message has been ignored? 
It probably sounds crazy, but I need to see her ignore my message for me to feel at peace with my decision to call her out one last time and go no contact. I need to feel like I at least tried. Mm -hmm. This is a very heavy question, I think, because there's a lot in here. I want to acknowledge that there's a lot that the person you asking the question are experiencing. And so as a result of what you're experiencing, what you're feeling, what you're thinking, you've decided to call out the narcissist. That seems like a powerful statement. I guess if the person, if you were in the room with me, I would ask you to check in with yourself. Just, just to check in. Is calling them out you being stubborn? Perhaps another word, is it about you being dissatisfied? Is you calling them out validating the rejection that you feel? Because I'm guessing you feel rejected. Is calling them out something else that you're feeling? Or is it really about you needing proof that the person is actually narcissistic and will not hear you? Isn't that something you already know? And so as part of the question, I heard you say, you need to see her ignore your message for you to feel at peace. I think I heard that, right, Juliana? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. So I also recognize that you need to say to yourself, I tried. I reached out again. I'm doing the best that I can. However, haven't you tried before? Haven't you tried throughout your relationship to feel heard and to feel acknowledged? I know this is a guess on my part. It's all a guess on my part because you are not in the room with me. But if you hadn't felt ignored, if you hadn't felt unheard, if you hadn't felt uh, unacknowledged, you would still be in the relationship. I, I guess I'm throwing this back on you, you the person asking the question and asking you what's the real purpose of contacting this narcissist. I would invite that instead of calling the narcissist out, you call yourself out. So let me clarify what I mean by that. I would invite you to reflect on what is it you really need for yourself to feel heard and acknowledged. So for me, a sign that I've been heard is someone repeating back to me what they heard me say. What do you need? I, I invite you to reflect on what is it you need, okay? Uh, call that out for yourself. So if you need relationships where you feel heard, don't go back to the relationship where you felt unheard, even just by contacting the narcissist just to feel ignored, just to be ignored. No, no, no. Don't go back to a relationship where you felt unheard, where you felt taken advantage of, where you felt ignored, where you felt invalidated, and all the things you, you don't want for yourself. Okay, so don't go backwards. I would invite you to call out what you need in a way that you can create new relationships. If feeling heard is important to you, then make sure you hear others in relationships. 
if you don't want to feel ignored, don't ignore other people in new relationships, okay? So if you say to yourself, you know, I appreciate when someone says to me, I heard you say, then that's a comment you should start incorporating in your conversation, okay? So what do you need from your relationships to make you feel heard? Is it about nodding along, making eye contact, being totally focused on you instead of on your phone, uh, sorry, their phone? Is it something else? Figure that out for yourself and do that for the people in your life. You'll notice that, you know, we do something called mirroring. So if I'm sitting in a room with someone uh, and they have their arms crossed, I might cross my arms. If they lean in towards me, I may lean in towards them. You'll notice that's a sign of compassion and empathy. And so if you're doing that, that's going to show up for you because you're creating it, right? And so I would invite you to do your best to let go of the narcissist and the past. And you can do that. I'm going to repeat it, but you can do that by taking care of yourself. Go to a therapist, find support, and make relationships that lift you up. You deserve that. Don't go backwards. Go forwards. Okay? That's my encouragement to you, to the, to the question uh, to the person asking the question okay thank you i agree with with your answer but um do you think i think i i i still like the part in this question that says what are some of the signs that someone has truly hurt me and what are some of the signs that my message has been ignored because i feel like mm -hmm. someone who might be like we could uh someone who is in a for example, in a still kind of um, wants to break free from the narcissist's control. And sometimes we just need to hear, you know, kind of sometimes, sometimes we just need the last bit of either information or like one thing needs to happen. And then you are like, okay, now, now I'm done. And then that's kind of give us uh, the momentum to really just move on. So what would you say? Like, what are, the signs that someone truly hears you and some what are the signs that someone really doesn't your message doesn't go through uh i think first of all i want to specify that i'm not encouraging this person to contact the narcissist right uh i i think that's the starting point is that you have ended the relationship or the ex has ended the relationship that in itself is a sign that in itself is a huge sign that you are done right the fact is that this person uh, um i think i think what i heard this person say is that i need to see it for myself was that part of the the question yeah i need to see her ignore my message for me to feel at peace and then uh the last sentence i need to feel like uh like i at least tried 
I would invite the person to really reflect and check in with themselves about that. What what I heard them say is, I, I, I already know. I know it probably won't work. I just need mm. to see it for myself. I need to feel it. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's, sorry, that's, yeah, it's, that exactly was. I know that it probably won't work, but I'm still stubborn and need to see it for myself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I, I think that's heartbreaking. I, I think that's heartbreaking because while well, you feel it, you, the person asking the question, um, are you doubting some part of yourself? Is, is that the reason you need to see it fail? You need to see the message ignored. Are you doubting some part of yourself or the decision to end the relationship or the uh, the fact that the relationship has ended however it's ended? Are you doubting yourself? What's the reason you're doubting yourself? You know, what's the reason you aren't saying to yourself, I deserve more than this? I know your question was about signs, Juliana. What I think is inherent in this question is that the person already has the signs. The person already is aware of what happened, what they felt, what they experienced. And, you know, I, I could list it. I could list, was their name call, calling? Was there a lack of compassion, a lack of uh, validation, a lack of acknowledgement? Did you feel unseen? Did you feel unheard? It sounds like you did because you said that I need my message to be ignored. Is that again in brackets, you know? You know, I, I, not not in the question, but I'm asking the person, is that again? You know, like, do I need to have my message ignored again? Was I ignored? You. Were you ignored in the relationship? So is this just an again, right? So I think you already have the signs. I think you are seeking something in this reaching out that you're not going to feel satisfied with. And you already know that. And so my invitation to you is to advocate for your best life. My invitation to you is to advocate for your best self. And that means moving on. That means you know, all the things we talked about, acknowledging your feelings, being seen, being understood, being heard in other relationships. I think that's the important thing. I don't know if I confused the situation or if I answered the question. No, I was just like thinking that uh, what I was, what I I was thinking, what will I say? And I was thinking that that was such a great ad, especially the part where you were like asking the person to think that like, or you said the point that it sounds like you are still doubting something but then there is still at the same time in this question, there is this level of, well, I know it's not probably going to work or I need to see it ignored. But then there is still, if you have the urge to try like kind of one more time, even though it's kind of sounds that they have already tried, that there is some right. some doubt somewhere. And then I think it was great thing that you added that maybe look at that part like a little bit more, like a little uh, closer and see what's there. Right. Okay, thank you. <laughs>
then the third question. What can I do to support my daughter who is in a narcissistic relationship? I don't want to do anything that creates a divide between us, but I need to keep her safe. Mm. Oh. I love this question. It's, it's, yeah, it, it's lovely that you want to support your daughter. It's really difficult for some people to recognize for a lot of people to recognize that they're in an abusive relationship or they may know that they're not in a healthy relationship and it's still difficult to leave and stay safe. And so when you say you don't want to do anything that creates a divide between you, but you want to keep her safe, that gives me the idea that you already have some answers about how you want to support her or how you think you should support her. So check in with yourself about what would help her feel validated, what would help her feel cared for, what would help her feel acknowledged and supported. And I think this is important. Check in with yourself about what you already know would push her away, right? Um, such as probably saying bad things about her partner or questioning the reason she allows certain things to happen. Also, I don't know your personal situation, mom, asking this question. And this could absolutely just be about your daughter. It's still important to double check that you're not projecting your insecurities onto your daughter's relationship. As I said, I don't know what your relationship is in your in your life. Uh, just do a little check-in, okay? Uh, this is about your daughter, though. So if your relationship with your daughter is a good, wonderful, supportive, close relationship, that's a good thing. It means that if and when your daughter is ready to and able to end the narcissistic relationship, she has you person asking the question to turn to for support and safety. So trust in that, trust that she will turn to you because she knows you're there. If you don't have a close relationship with your daughter, then you would like to build one so that when she needs you, you will be there for her, she will automatically turn to you, then take the time to be there, to show up and to call. Now, wait a minute. Don't overdo it. <laughs> Think about how you would build a relationship with someone new in your life. So I'm guessing you would take it slowly and not rush things. I'm hoping you would take it slowly and not rush things. You'd probably invite the person to have a coffee or go for a walk, or you would say, let's hang out together, do something fun, watch a movie, whatever your hobbies are. Okay, so you're unlikely to call a new friend every day share everything about yourself, ask them a ton of questions and bombard them with, I'm here for you if you need me statements on a constant basis. You're not likely to do that. So treat this relationship with your daughter as you would with any other mature relationship. The one thing that I heard in this question, Juliana, uh, is that the person is worried about their daughter. And so for the person who's asking the question, that's understandable because you love your daughter 
And if there's any kind of abuse in your daughter's life, of course you're worried. I invite you to educate yourself about your resources, which if you're on the site asking this question, you're doing a good job of that. You don't need to offer your daughter those resources, what's in your community, what's in your neighborhood, uh, what's available in terms of safety planning. You don't need to offer that right away or when she doesn't ask. But when the time comes and she seeks comfort and help from you, it's good to have them on hand. And so for the last point, I just wanna say this one's about you question asker, person asking the question, please take care of yourself. Worrying about a loved one is not easy. It can really affect your own mental health. It can cause a decline in functioning. It can cause depression, sadness, anxiety, lots of different things. So if you're hurting on behalf of someone you love, prioritize your self-care, prioritize your well-being and health. And you might say, I don't have time for that. Make time for that. And if you're thinking about your daughter, you can say, okay, I need to prioritize me so I can be strong for her when she needs me. Okay? Prioritize yourself. Okay? That's for the person asking the question. Thank you. That was a great answer. I really liked that one. Um, then the next question. I consider myself to be an empath and I'm in a narcissistic relationship. How can I deal with this overwhelming urge that I have to fix this relationship? Okay, so to be an empath, because I think some people might have a question of what that is, right? So to be an empath is especially difficult in a narcissistic relationship. And it's definitely not a good thing. Uh, I would like to acknowledge that it is becoming more and more common. So for an empath, the person considering themselves an empath is because they're compassionate and they're caring. Uh, you, the person asking yourself, uh, sorry, asking us the question, you want to support others. Often I would say you probably give your time and your resources, you extend yourself quite a lot. You see the best in people that you care about. And that is a lovely gift. You know, earlier, Ileana, you used the word gift for another question in, in regards to somebody's beautiful feelings. This is a beautiful gift that you have to support others, to understand others. I, I don't want to diminish that at all. It is now what's getting in the way, right? It is the reason you have the overwhelming urge to fix the relationship. So I know you know, the, which is the reason you're asking this question. I know that you know you can't change the other person. I know that. You, you know that. You need to focus then on yourself, okay? What's been getting in the way of you taking care of yourself? What's getting in the way of you advocating for yourself? What's getting in the way of you making sure you're okay? So get that thing out of the way. Get those things out of the way, okay? So for the empath, you care about others, right? If someone was not taking care of themselves, you would make sure they go to the doctor, encourage them to take up a hobby, help them join a support group. I'm guessing you would offer validation and encouragement and acknowledgement. 
You would offer up your time to listen to them and care for them. Empaths often extend themselves a lot in these ways, right? So you would do these things for others. Okay, I encourage you to reflect about what you need to be emotionally, physically, mentally, financially, and also, guess what? Relationally well. Support and encourage yourself the way you would for a friend, a family member, a person in your volunteer group, a coworker. So support yourself in those ways. You deserve to listen to yourself and care about yourself. I'm guessing that if you prioritize yourself, you'll discover that you'll decrease the urge to fix this relationship. Okay. Thank you. And I also think that often uh, we have the urge to maybe not fix the relationship, but we word it in a way that we help the other person that we think needs a lot of help. Well, let's say that we are in a narcissistic relationship and uh, we see clearly that the person is very narcissistic. Uh, mm. We might like understand, okay, we can't fix this relationship. We can't kind of fix the person. I mean, we can't fix the person, but then often uh, we could have a thought that, well, if I just help them see it them by themselves so they can fix themselves like that's often i feel like it's often the thing that well if i just keep trying kind of either pointing out like the behavior i keep you know some trying to understand like trying to research myself how to you know help a narcissistic person for example like i think that's also a common problem do you have any thoughts about that i think that's insightful people do try to offer encouragement to another person if they only see to use your your words if they only see how they behave how they act and they understand then they can fix themselves okay ultimately isn't that about you now trying to still fix the relationship because if they didn't see it on their own they're not going to see it because somebody points it out right you know like if somebody is saying well the tree is green and the person is colorblind and they only see browns you can point it out to them a million times the tree is green the tree is green and they're not going to be able to understand that and so ultimately you're putting all of your care and concern and compassion and your ability to take care of someone into that narcissistic person or any abuser or any other person. And that's not about them. That's something you're getting for yourself, right? You're getting a sense of uh, comfort or validation that this is the way that I am. I am a naturally caring person. And so here I am caring for this person, right? Uh, so you are getting something from that. We, we have expectations about ourselves. We have expectations about others. And ultimately, we try to fit people and ourselves into those boxes of expectations that we created. 
I would invite you to take a step back and to notice what is it that you're trying to do. If that's about the other person, it's not about you, right? It's in, in terms of it's not about what you can do to take care of you. It's still, no matter how you frame it, about fixing the other person. And so take a step back, prioritize your needs, prioritize your well-being, and take care of yourself, okay? Thank you. Uh, then the next question. I have stopped responding to the hoovering and started moving on with my life. What should I prepare myself for? How will my ex respond? For example, do narcissists stalk their ex-partners? Also, what are some of the thoughts and feelings I should expect? I don't want to be a sucker punched with guilt and end up crawling back to him. Mm, okay. Uh... I want to do a little cheer for, <laughs> yay, <laughs> good for you, the, the person asking this question. You stopped responding to the hoovering. So for people who don't know, uh, that means the person has stopped answering calls, emails, texts, DMs, whatever tactics their ex used to get uh, this person back in their life. So I just want to say that everyone is different, okay? So I honestly don't know how you, the person asking the question, how your ex might respond. I hope he gets the message to stop all contact with you. I would invite you to go ahead and take a step further. Just block him, change your contact information, especially if you believe your ex may stalk you. That is a concerning question. If you're worried about your ex stalking you, I encourage you to take your concerns to heart. We don't have these questions out of a light, oh, I'm just wondering. There's something there that is saying to you, I need to be concerned about this. Take your concerns to heart. It's important for you to take steps to protect yourself through a court order or through a restraining order. I think it's really good that you're reflecting about next steps in terms of your thoughts and feelings. I'm going to trust that you're paying attention to what you're thinking and what you're feeling and not ignoring yourself. So that's important. Please do not ignore yourself. Whatever you're thinking and feeling, I encourage you to validate yourself, validate your thoughts, validate your emotions. Again, everyone is different and each relationship is unique. I don't know the relationship you, the person asking the question, had with your ex. I don't know the impact on you in terms of your mood, in terms of your functioning, in terms of your day-to-day -day life. If you are worried about your thoughts and feelings getting in the way of your functioning, your motivation, your ability to take care of yourself, following through with your responsibilities, please seek support. Find a therapist who will listen to you and validate you. One of the good things about therapists is that they will also help you to continue. I want to say continue because you're already doing it. Continue building your strength and your resilience so you can challenge those negative thoughts and better regulate your emotions. So by the way, I know you already have a lot of strength and resilience. I, I'm hearing it in this question. 
because you're here. You've stopped responding to the hoovering. You're asking, how can you take care of your thoughts and emotions? The fact that you do that, that takes strength. I just want to put that out there, okay? So, uh, Juliana, did I actually answer the question? Yeah, you did, because as you said, you really don't know the specifics. The person is not in the room with you there. I could, I would like, want to ask like one follow up question. And that is that here, the last part of this question is, I don't want to be sucker punched with guilt and end mm. up crawling back to him. So I could like see, like, let's say that there is a person who, uh, whose ex is hoovering them. Yeah. With mm. quilt tripping, something like I like, so, so you, so you leave me and like, why do you, why do you think it's fair for you to leave me when I, just started going to therapy for you or i was just changing for you like i already did these amends and whatever i, I already did the uh, some changes and nothing is ever enough for you like can't you see that you are now destroying my mental health or i'm 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 depressed and i lost my job because you left me so what is like let's say someone says that to you and you do feel guilt when someone says that to you let's say in this skinny uh, in this uh scenario is that the way pronounce it yeah scenario whatever yeah. <laughs> in the situation that's a better word situation you do feel guilt what would you say to a person like that who is dealing with a quilt because of this situation okay so i think that's a really great example Juliana. and i want to dig into what you shared so what if the person says well i've just started therapy for you and you leave me okay Person feeling guilty, take a step back. No one should enter therapy for another person. Therapy is for the individual. It is personal. So he shouldn't be saying, or she or whoever it is, shouldn't be saying, I'm doing this for you. No, the, the question and the answer is, I'm doing this for me. Okay? Then the rest of your scenario, situation, <laughs> is about manipulation, obviously, right? And you know that, you the person asking the question, or anybody feeling guilty. There's a huge part of you that knows that I feel manipulated. Please validate that, please acknowledge that. Because the person who's making these statements of, you know, I lost my job, I almost lost my job because of my mental health, and it's it's because you're unfair to me and you're leaving me, all, all of that. It's not about you. You would like it to be about you because you love the person, even though you, you've ended the relationship, you still care about the person. Those statements are not about you those statements are about power and control over you, which is what the intention of the manipulation is. So take a step back, notice exactly what the person is saying, and own that. Own that you are not responsible for somebody's mental health. You are not responsible for someone's emotions. You are not responsible for someone's thoughts, right? You are responsible for your own emotions. You're responsible for your own mental health. 
you are responsible for your own thoughts. That is what's important. So take a step back, throw out the guilt, and let them get on with their therapy and let them get on with their own mental wellness program and you get on with yours, okay? I know that seems a bit tough right now. You will get there. They will get there, the people going through this, okay? Yeah, then the last question. Uh, I have three goals for myself. I want to learn how to start trusting myself. I want to learn how to start trusting others. And I want to learn how to manage my anxiety. After 20 years of being gaslighted, how can I start doing this? I spend so much time ruminating, crying and being isolated. I have been in no contact with the narcissist for four years now, but I am still not free. How can I start to be free? Oh, I can feel the personal pain and hurt in this question after being gaslighted for 20 years. That's that's hard. Uh, I want to point out something though. You have been in no contact for the past four years. Have you told yourself, person asking this question, have you told yourself how proud of yourself you are about that? That's huge. You know, have you noted it takes determination, strength, consistency, resilience, so much skill, so much effort to stop contact and stay away for four years? So person asking the question, please take a moment and acknowledge that win for yourself. That's huge. That's huge. You know? I, one, one thing that I'm noticing about this person is that you say, uh, I don't know if it's a she or he, but they say that they're isolated. Uh, please join a group. Please, please, please join a group, volunteer, call up a friend, say yes to one in every three invitations, whatever fits for you. <laughs> so if it's yes, say yes to one in every five invitations or yes in one in every 10 invitations, whatever works for you, but say yes at least once in every few invitations. You deserve to have that for yourself. You deserve to have support. Please create it for yourself. You know, the other thing you can do is pick up a hobby that you have to be very hyper-focused on. Give yourself a great distraction from those ruminating thoughts. Help yourself challenge those negative thoughts and stop yourself from overthinking by reminding yourself how you stayed away from the abuser for so long. That's the thing, you stayed away for so long. Have you thought about that? Have you ever checked in with yourself about, you know, what's inside of me? What's in, what allows me to have no contact for the first day, the first week, the first year, the four years? What allows me to have that? What skill or uh, strength or strategy? I don't know what word comes up for you asking this question, but what strength allows me to do that? And then use that strength to allow you to stop ruminating. Transfer that strength, right? 
I think you'll notice that you'll stop crying as much when you're socializing, engaged in a hobby, when you're not overthinking, when you're not ruminating. And so, um, you know, what I heard was the, the first goal was to, to trust yourself. Is that right? Yeah, Anna? that's right. Okay. So the first goal was to start trusting yourself. Do you trust yourself to show up to work? Do you trust yourself to take care of your plants or pets? Do you trust yourself to return a borrowed book to the library? Do you trust yourself in those small situations? The work thing is a big situation. If the answer is yes, what gives you the ability to trust yourself with those things? Or is there something else here that's not in my examples that you trust yourself with? What gives you the ability to trust yourself? And now how will you transfer that ability to trusting yourself in the way that you really mean? You know, when you say, I want to start trusting myself, you know what you mean, I don't know what you mean, but how will you transfer that ability to trust yourself to show up to work, to take care of your cat, to take care of your dog, in trusting yourself the way you really mean. So please, person asking the question, whatever you do, remind yourself that you deserve to achieve your goals. I would say the word hopes, because this is more than just goals. You deserve to achieve your hopes for yourself. So please continue to take care of yourself by reaching out support as you did today. Uh, well, with this question and connect in different ways to therapy, support groups, teams, go, go join a group. Don't sit alone with a new hobby. Go join a group, uh, go for walks, right? Say hi to a stranger, say hi to one in every five strangers or one in every 10 strangers, just as you're walking on a pathway, smile and wave that's it right you'll notice that your life is is going to start shifting for yourself okay i hope that's a word of encouragement for this person i'm sure it is thank you uh so today today we had some great questions and great answers i want to thank everyone for listening to this episode and thank you karina so much for joining me today and answering all these questions well, thank you, Juliana. I hope I was clear. I really appreciated everyone asking the questions. And for everyone out there, please continue to take care of yourself. 